0: Welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Meir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to a really exciting part of today's show. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're catching up with children's author Sarah Brennan. Now, she's no stranger to the show, and you'll know her from her famous Chinese calendar tales and, of course, her beautiful picture book, Storm Whale. And I'm really delighted she joins us on the line uh, this afternoon to talk to us about her latest book, The Marvelous Adventures of Maggie and Methuselah. Sarah, welcome back on the program thank you so much for for being with us today hi Noreen it's just lovely to talk to you again and um, to say hello to Hong Kong again yes so um, thank you for having me it's so nice to hear your voice now um, you'll have a book launch uh, which will be coming up on the 23rd of October and it'll be at Princess Building at Bookazine so uh, before we talk about the book launch um, tell us a little bit about your latest book Well, Noreen, whenever
1: I was visiting schools in Hong Kong, the kids... Or saying are you ever going to write a chapter book because my Chinese calendar tales of course are all in rhyme mm. and um, and I said at the time oh I don't know I haven't written a chapter book before but um, once I, I, I knew I wanted to write something about Hong Kong for the kids of Hong Kong and um, once I, I got one of the characters that's Methuselah which I know is a rather tricky word to say but Methuselah <laughs> I is I the African grey parrot mm-hmm. in the book and and, um, <laughs> and, and the parrot himself speaks in rhyme and um, once I sort of hit on his character, um, all the ideas came flooding in and, and so I, I, I wrote this book and it's um, it's for pre-teens so it's 8 to 12 year olds uh, boys and girls. It's um, it's based on a true Hong Kong mystery which is really exciting. I mean this is a, a Hong Kong mystery that has never been solved that involves um, a collection of paintings. It's like treasure because they're worth over 30 Million Hong Kong dollars today, um, and they went missing on the eve of World War Two, um, and have never been found since. So it's a it's a bit of a challenge for everyone out there go out go out and find these paintings. But um, I thought it was high time that someone solved this mystery, and so um, enter my new book, The Marvelous Adventures of Maggie and Methuselah
0: and uh, it's um like you said it's based on a on a true hong kong mystery um how did you hear about this mystery how did you do your research what made you think ah this is the one you want to include <laughs>
1: I read an article in the South China Morning Post some years yes. ago, and it was about this mystery of the missing Chaita collection. And basically um, we all know Chater Road mm-hmm. and we also know Kachik Street in Kennedy uh, mm-hmm. Town. Now, Sir Paul Kachik Chaita was a hugely important figure in the development of Hong Kong in the early years. So he came to Hong Kong in 1864 um, and by the time he died, he was actually called the father of Hong Kong. Sadly, not not much is known about him today. But oh. he was fabulous. I mean, he started off Dairy Farm, which is, you know, Manning's, yes. um, Welcome, uh, all the supermarkets. He, um, he started off Hong Kong land. He was responsible for the big reclamation of land, which Prince's building and, um, uh, the old Ledgeco building mm. and Statue Square and now on today. And, um, he also started off Hong Kong's first electric company. Wow. But, um, he, he, he came to Hong Kong as a, as an orphan and, and rather poor with nothing. And, And, um, you know, within years, he was the richest man in Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: and you also uh, include some sort of World War II history, that there's some World War II history behind it in the story also.
1: Yes. Well, I I mean, I think um, everyone out there, you're going to be rather fascinated to know that there are still hundreds of tunnels underneath Hong Kong. And these were built. I know it's incredible and a lot of people don't know this during or just before World War 2 the British bought, um these, they were called the ARP tunnels, the Air Raid Protection Tunnels, and they are all over Hong Kong Island. I mean, you just look them up on the internet, they're all there still, and they've got basically locked doors now, but the tunnels are still there, and there was also a series of tunnels up in the New Territories um, to protect the Shing Mun Reservoir, because the idea was that if the reservoir fell to the Japanese, then Hong Kong would fall as well. And um, they're fabulous, these tunnels, because they're, they've got names like, you know, Charing Cross and the Strand because they didn't want the um, the British feel homesick when they were down in the tunnels which is quite cute but uh, so the, the big question is this this amazing collection of paintings which went missing on the eve of World War II um, a lot of people think that they're hidden in the tunnels now there have been um, uh, what happened was that on the eve of World War Two, the governor of uh, the then governor of Hong Kong decided that the Japanese weren't going to get their hands on this collection and so he had the most valuable ones cut out of their frames and rolled up and hidden in tins and then he had those tins hidden in the gardens of government house but when the Japanese invaded they looked for the paintings they couldn't find them and in fact there have been three official searches since um, by the Hong Kong government and no one's been able to find the paintings so that's the big question where are they now
0: Sarah, I love your ideas and I just love how you, you know, you make a uh, Hong Kong narrative sort of central in your books where Hong Kong children and also just children around the world get to know Hong Kong a little bit more. And it's so nice to, you know, see that represent uh, representation. Um, what's it been like for you to write a, a chapter book um, as opposed to um, a, a, a rhyming book? Has it been sort of challenging? <laughs> it's different, totally different. I mean, did it take you longer or did, was it sort of become easier? It's totally different, but um, well, it's really weird. I mean,
1: as I mentioned at the beginning, I um, at first I had I, I just didn't know if I could do a chapter book because I just wasn't used to writing in that style. But I thought um, I, I needed to have a character that would catch my imagination. And we lived in Taipo. And on the opposite balcony to us, this um, family kept a pair of parrots. And one was an African grey parrot, who I think listeners will know are the parrots that live the longest. They can live to 65 years old. They've got the little uh, red and, tail. Um, They're, they're, they're they're, they're amazing. They're, well, they're grey. Um, they've got a little bit of um, sort of colour under the tail, but they're highly intelligent. And, in fact, studies have been done that show that African grey parrots are as intelligent as two-year-old human children. They can, they can do the equivalent amount, which is extraordinary. Um, so um, so I, I wanted this African grey character because the one on the balcony opposite us in Taipo used to talk all the time. And uh, my husband, who, who loves the Tintin series called him Captain Haddock. So we had Cat- Captain Haddock and then there was a, a green parrot that the grey parrot used to talk to all the time and we called her um, uh, Madame Castafiore after the opera singer in the Tintin cartoons. Um, so, <laughs> And we loved them. We loved them and I, I just love this idea of a highly intelligent parrot. So um, once I thought of this idea and I thought, okay, right, he's got to be in the story. I'd, everything started flowing. I I wanted the story to represent both with um, the, you know, expat experience in Hong Kong, which was obviously my children's experience in Hong Kong and a lot of kids in Hong Kong, but also uh, local Chinese experience in Hong Kong. So we've got the, the three main characters, are Methuselah, the African grey parrot, and then his owner is Maggie, who's a little British-Australian. Expat child, she's ten years old, and then her bestie, her best friend at school, is Edmund, who's who's um he's obviously the local Chinese. Boy. His dad is is uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, his his dad owns all of the or practically all of the the tall buildings in Hong Kong, which is kind of handy when you come to a mystery because you need someone with money um, yes, yes. who's going to be able to inject some funds. So uh, so that that kind of like we needed that, but he's also he's very very smart, Edmund. He's he's a real smart Alec. Like maggie's not so um you know she's not, she's not into subjects like history or things like that she likes sport and art and uh, edmund is a bit of a know-it-all and he comes up with all the answers in class so they 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 actually become best friends when when maggie takes methuselah into school for show and tell and methuselah creates a complete riot in the classroom Your book is- and edmund thinks this is just brilliant and <laughs>
0: Sarah, I was going to say your book is also beautifully uh, il- illustrated um, and it's done by yeah. um, award-winning artist uh, Charlie Chung. Um, how yeah. did you How did you both meet? Uh, what made you sort of decide to work together? Um, and, and talk us through the, the collaboration process.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, um, Charlie and I met, would you believe, we sat on seats next door to each other on a plane. Um, now, Charlie <laughs> oh, thinks wow. that was a plane. I know. Charlie is pretty sure that was a KLM flight. Going into Hong Kong, <laughs> um, I thought it was a flight from Sydney, but it does not matter. We 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 um, we sat next to. It was fate. We sat next to each other and her her wonderful friend um, was sitting next to, to her and um, he actually creates uh, wonderful computer games and things like that. So anyway, so um, Charlie and I were chatting and I was telling her that I was a writer and she told me she was an artist and she told me she'd just actually been illustrating um, some children's books for Penguin. And um, so, of course, uh, you know, I thought this sounded wonderful because um, Harry Harrison and I, Harry um, did all the beautiful illustrations for the Chinese Calendar Tales. We'd all already decided not to work together on this one because it was a different style of book and we needed a different style of illustration. So I was looking for a new artist and um, so uh, so Charlie and I got chatting and I mean she's absolutely lovely. Charlie is so funny and so full of imagination and she was very taken by the idea of the story. I was telling her what the idea of the story was and so when I got back to Hong Kong I got in contact with her and um, she was marvellous. She spoke to Pete Spurry at Blacksmith Books who is the publisher for this Woo, book. Yeah. And um, Pete decided, yeah, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll use Charlie. And so um, it's been amazing. And for, for everyone out there, Charlie is also, um, she's amazing at teaching kids how to draw. And she's going to be at the launch. And she's going to be showing kids how to draw Methuselah, the African grey parrot. So um, that is going to be a lot of fun. But you know, when you go to the launch, you must take a clip because because um, no one's sitting on the ground at the launch because of COVID. So you've got to have a clipboard with you and everything else will be supplied, but take a clipboard so that you can learn how to draw this parrot from, from Charlie, who's going to teach you how to draw, she says, in a different kind of way. So that should be fascinating. But anyway, so that's how I met Charlie. And um, yeah, the story went on from there. But the illustrations are absolute magic. They're so much fun. I, I knew we'd got the absolute right illustrator. When Charlie told me that um, we've got basically uh, Maggie, Maggie, the expat child. Her dad, Trevor, is very shy, and um, he. Uh, I tell the story in chapter two about how he and Maggie's mum met, and Maggie's mum is a high flying lawyer, and um, she's always been looking for a. Sh- shy man to look after her children at home (laughs) and (laughs) trevor is this guy who was he was basically working at the natural history museum in kensington and uh, maggie's mum had been posted to london and uh, so she meets him kicking at the daffodils in hyde park because trevor's just lost his job as an animal conservator at the uh the the the, uh, natural history museum and um it was wonderful because i described trevor as being someone who you know often sticks the teeth of t-rexes into their into these skeletons (laughs) and so charlie did this Amazing illustration of Trevor up a ladder, carrying a big tooth, about to stick it into this <laughs> this T. Rex skeleton, and I just thought, oh my gosh, she's she's mad, she's absolutely bonkers, and um, so am I. So you know, it was a natural fit. Um, and I should add that Pete Spar- Sparrier, the publisher, is bonkers as well. So we're we're all mad, and we've Dream produced team, this. Um, <laughs>
0: So, this total dream team. this was all sort of col- a collaboration during the pandemic i mean has it sort of made it difficult yep. or or has it sort of you know all the communication is sort of online anyway so it doesn't really make too much of a difference but what was it like well you're absolutely right i mean that that was it? Things were a
1: little slower, Mm. um, uh, you know, because of the pandemic. But um, apart from just sort of the the speed of getting the book out, and um, it was really just a case of, yes, I mean, we've got Zoom. I mean, I have regular chats with with, uh, Pete and with Charlie on WhatsApp, like we're chatting now. And, um, you know, I can see their faces and it's fun. They come into the room. And so it really, you know, I mean, I I could have been sort of working from Timbuktu, really. It's, it's, (laughs) It's very, very easy now. Now, obviously, with all of the uh, the internet connection that we've got, and it was no problem at all.
0: And so, with the book launch, what what can the people expect? So, Charlie will be teaching um, the, the children how to draw. Will you be reading uh, for the kids? Look,
1: I'm going to be. Like, I, I'm I'm sad to say that I'm currently in France, and I was going to get back for the launch. Uh, And the rules changed to three weeks quarantine, which kind of threw that idea out the window. It was a bit of a shame. I was really, really sad about that. But I'm going to be there for the whole launch. I'm going to be there via Zoom and we'll open with me explaining some of this fabulous history to to the kids and their mums and dads. Um and then we're going to have a um a, a bit of a, a reading from one of the chapters in the book. And then Charlie is going to be teaching everyone how to draw these this amazing, amazing African grey parrot who's very funny. Uh, we're gonna have a quiz um with prizes, with prizes. And I should add that this is the perfect Halloween event because um, there will be creepy things at the reading. I have to say that <laughs> dark tunnels are a big feature of the story. So there may even be a dark tunnel at the uh, mm. at, at the actual um, the actual launch, and there's going to be some creepy crawlies, and it's 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 fun. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, that and we're going exciting. to have stuff for kids to take home as well. So you know, there's going to be some free goodies, free gifts, and um, I, I think it's going to be a perfect event. But you got to remember, this is for older kids. This is for like eight to twelve year olds. So it's for that preteen group that I'm. Looking at so if if you've got a kid out there who's um you know age from about eight you could probably bring along a seven year old as well right up to the age of twelve this is um this is a really fun read and that that's who the launch is for and of course for their mums and dads who love tunnels and and, <laughs> and, and mysteries
0: yes Sarah before <laughs> I let you go are you working on anything at the moment what sort of in the in, in the pipeline um and yeah we would love to hear your new projects if you can share them that is yeah
1: sure well. Um, well, I am working on the sequel. You see, these. Ca-
0: Already? characters, Maggie wow. and Edmund
1: and Methuselah. I am indeed. I've got my ideas all in a row and I'm still doing my research at the moment. Um, the idea is that, um, you know, being an expatriate little kid, Maggie can travel and her mum is posted everywhere and I love this idea of solving true mysteries, ones that actually exist because mm. I think that's really fun for kids to learn about mm. and also there's got to be history in it because, as you know, I love my history. Mm-hmm. So, I um, I'm basically finding these sort of like mysteries and history um, around the world and, and this little team will travel because as we know, Edmund is rich. So, Edmund can fly out to where Maggie is and, and as a team, she and Edmund and Methuselah can solve the next great mystery. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on the sequel right now, which is very exciting. And um, I think this trio have got a way to go, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they're going to have quite a few more adventures before I put the pen down on that project and um start another one <laughs> that's
0: brilliant to hear well Sarah I'm, I'm sure our listeners would really love to see you this sat uh, yeah this Saturday on the 23rd um, of October and your book launch will be at three o'clock at princes building bookazine and uh people for more inquiries you can email uh, bookazine directly inquiries at bookazine.com.hk Sarah it's been so lovely And it's to- also
1: yeah sorry go on uh, can I just so, I'm sorry can I just interrupt it's actually quite important that you register for mm. the launch and if you go to bookazine's website there is a place you can register for it um, also you can see on my blog at sarabrennblog.com you will see the link for the registration for the book launch so if you're going to go please do make sure you just fill in that form it's it's just you know very easy couple of clicks on the computer and that way um, you will be registered if you forget don't worry just rock on anyway and go to the launch but it's always handy for bookazine to know how many people are going to be there
0: yeah and remind our listeners. How can we find out more about you and your work, um, your social media and your website? Absolutely. Well, it's um,
1: com, So that's an easy one. I'm on um, Twitter at Sarah underscore rhymes, as in R-H-Y-M-E-S. And um, I'm on Facebook at Sarah Brennan Author. And um,
0: yeah, I'm... We look That's forward. <laughs> uh, we look forward to having you back uh, in Hong Kong uh, next time. Hopefully, they'll really bring down the quarantine rules. Oh, it's uh, I've spoken oh. to so many people who are just so deterred from coming back because of the three-week rule for, from so many uh, countries. <laughs> oh. No. I
1: know it's a major problem. I'm hoping very much to be back for Chinese New Year next year, um, so you know, and 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 I'll, I'll certainly you know let you know if I if I'm coming back then. But um, yeah, I I do miss Hong
0: Kong, and I I can't wait to see it again. Excellent. Well, Sarah, lovely to catch up with you. All the best for your book launch, and I look forward to speaking to you in person soon. Thank you very much, Sarah Brennan.